0: hey everybody welcome to the weekend film tech we have a special red only episode this week it is all red news that is it also no hey professor because nobody hit me up with any hey professory questions this week. Everybody welcome back. So, there's a couple of things we got to talk about right now with Red. There's three things because we're doing three things. We're doing a Red only thing that's three Red stories all in one. The first Red story is this. So, Red came out with a crazy like camera smartphone thing called the Hydrogen last year, huge flop. The Hydrogen is built around sort of a revolutionary new platform. It's like a lenticular smartphone screen like when you look at the screen, it's like sort of 3D looking in the same way that like, you know, lenticular screens were like in the cover of a comic book, you would turn it and like, it would seem like the dude was punching or whatever. It's a very sophisticated version of that. It didn't take off for lots of reasons. One of the reasons why I'm going to actually say the biggest reason why is not Red's fault. The biggest reason why the original hydrogen was a failure and it's going to be a problem for the new hydrogen 2 is that it's incredibly hard to market. Something like an iPhone comes out and there are blogs that can show you a picture of it and there's newspapers that can show you a picture of it and you can watch a TV show and you can see someone use it. There's all this informational way to communicate what's exciting about it, right? The problem with H4V is you need to physically hold one in your hands to get it. I've never held one in my hands, so I don't get it. I've watched videos of other people holding it in their hands, but it's not that you need to see it to get it, which isn't true of most things, Most things, this informational media we have in the world gets it. I actually think you could probably make a really interesting ad for virtual reality for the Hydrogen because you put on your VR helmet and then you can see sort of a Hydrogen doing its whole VR. You can sort of see into the screen thing, but it's it's a really hard thing to market. So I I don't actually really blame Red for the flop of the Hydrogen. I think getting 3D screens on our phones is great going to be hard whoever does it so Hydro one came out also by the time it came out its specs were out of date i mean that's the hard thing about phones right is that like every year a new one's coming out and if you have last year's processors all of the blogs will point it out and they had last year's processors and it was android phone and all of the reviews were basically like, this is sort of a shitty overpriced Android phone. Hydrogen 1 did not do well. Hydrogen 2 has been announced. And and this is actually a little disappointing on Red's part. They sort of threw their original device manufacturer, the ODM, under the bus. They were like, everything wrong with the original Hydrogen 1. It's the ODM's fault. Which is a little bit bullshit, Red. I mean, I like you guys, and I think you make cool stuff. And I shot a bunch of Red. And I will continue to shoot a bunch of Red. But like, don't throw your ODM under the bus. Because you're the manufacturer. It is your job to get good things from, like you're the company and you hire them to build it for you. And then you supervise them through building it. So, you know, if you're doing your first Kickstarter, you can blame the manufacturer. But if you've been a manufacturing business for 10 years, I don't feel like that's fair. I feel like you got to own the fact that you didn't supervise them to deliver because the argument Red was making was like, they promised they could do these things and they couldn't. And I'm like, well, but that's not... People paid $1,500 for these hydrogen ones if they got the titanium one. People paid money for products and expected good quality, and they were putting their faith in Red to deliver that, not in the original device manufacturer. They were just supposed to deliver to Red, and Red was supposed to get that from them. However, Red is saying they have a whole dedicated team in-house to working with the new ODM for the Hydrogen 2, and that the Hydrogen 2 is going to deliver on all the promises we expected from the Hydrogen 1. Which, like, I'm open. If they legitimately reinvent the way we think about capturing images and we start capturing these 4V images that are like, you know, it's like 3D in motion stuff and it's cool and, and they build a social platform around it. So there's like Instagram, but with depth, I'm excited by that. Hooray, bring that. But I, I'm wary. It'll be interesting. Like, you know, when, when, when a movie flops, they, they don't get to make a sequel. But Red's Hydrogen 1 flopped and we're getting Hydrogen 2 and that'll be interesting to see what happens. On top of that, they've also leaked or leaks, the wrong word, hinted at something called Red Komodo. Obviously, Red likes their dragon names. There was the Dragon Sensor and now Komodo is a type of dragon so it's the Komodo Sensor. And what's really interesting about the Komodo Sensor is they haven't given any details about what it is but they have said what it's not. And they've said it's not under 5,000 unless you already own a Hydrogen. Probably means that it's like that it works in combination with a hydrogen, or you get a discount if you were a hydrogen purchaser. They have also said that there'll be a big discount for hydrogen two purchases if you were a hydrogen one purchaser. So that's really nice. But what it appears to be is a Canon RF sensor or Canon RF lens mount on a sensor. And here's why this is particularly interesting. So the Canon RF mount is a full frame mirrorless mount. It's very new mount, Canon only announced it last summer, so there's not like a wealth of lenses for it, although because it's full-frame mirrorless, it's a very short mount, which means it'll be adaptable to anything else. But it's pretty cool because you could do a Super 35mm sensor in the F mount, you could do a Super 35mm sensor in RF mount, but you wouldn't do an RF mount Super 35 sensor, you would do an RF mount full-frame sensor, like the Monstro. So if the Komodo is sort of an affordable full-frame sensor, Sensor, I think that's sort of an interesting space to be in. And if it's something where it's like a module that for around forty nine ninety five, because they say it's only under five thousand if you're already on a hydrogen, combined with the hydrogen to shoot full frame uh, red raw, that would be pretty interesting. What's particularly interesting about both of these announcements is that they've done a really good job of distracting us from our third story which is the Red vs. Ginny Mag battle. If you don't know Ginny, they are a UK-based company that makes unofficial Red Mags. So the Red Mag, for those of you guys who don't know it, if you shoot on a Red Camera, a Red Camera is like $20,000 camera, you have to shoot to their proprietary SSD media and a normal SSD might be 400 bucks for a terabyte or something. I think you can buy a Samsung T5 for like 200 bucks for a terabyte now. I need to check. But a terabyte SSD Red Mag is like $1,500. I don't remember any of these exact numbers. It is more expensive. That's what you need to know. Red's argument has always been we do a lot of proprietary development on these Red Mini Mags and its specific technology, and we do a lot of testing. And all of this is actually very reasonable. A terabyte of, on my Samsung T5... If I write to it and then it dies, I don't freak out. Anything I'm writing to my little Samsung T5 traveling drive, it's probably also in my Dropbox and it's a render file, but... When you shoot to an SSD, you want to be 100% confident it is successfully recording exactly your shot. And that's the only place that that data lives until you've downloaded it. So an SSD for a camera, a camera SSD, has to be super robust, super strong. At this point, like, for SD cards, I've switched entirely over to Sony Tough cards for that very reason. Because you can, like, step on them and you can, like, they're very robust. Because when you shoot something, that's the only place it exists. And if you put, like, all of this effort and money into a shot you want to be sure the shot survives, So it's always never really bothered me that red media was so expensive. Um, I know it bothers some people. As a lot of owner-operators have always been bummed out how expensive it is. But then there's this company, Ginny, that make Ginny Mags. And Ginny Mags are inexpensive, like a third the price red mini-mags. And they apparently do some sort of mojo so that the camera recognizes them as red media. And that mojo is... Pretty Probably pretty shady. I don't know for a fact if it is shady or not, but if Red is saying red cameras should only recognize red media and Ginny somehow figured out how to to back-engineer that, shady is the wrong word, but there's some mysterious thing going on there and officially red says we only support red media that's like the only supported media i like the hustle out of Ginny. i like the fact that they were like this should be cheaper so we're going to figure out how to make this cheaper i respect that i like aftermarket stuff and i like the i like the market having this kind of competition so i like the battle Uh, Ginny also made a YouTube video that was a big blow-up hit a couple weeks ago where they, like, took apart some red mags and they showed you how much the actual costs were for each of the parts in the red mag. And they were like, there's no special tech here. It's just a case around a normal mass-market SSD card that there was some fun business drama. I don't have a side in this fight. What is interesting to me about the story is red lowered their red mag prices. I don't think it's 100% just Ginny Mag doing this, to be honest. I mean, eventually they're going to... Hard drive prices are always lowering... You have to lower your hard drive prices. That's what you do. Samsung T5s are cheaper this summer than they were last summer for the same size. Like, hard drive prices are always dropping. So I think they would have dropped eventually anyway. But I think the competition from Ginny Mag put pressure on them to lower those prices. And I think that's a good thing. What's really interesting to me about it is that how upset people were about the markup. But a markup is okay. Like, RED is guaranteeing you this will all work. And we're professionals. We need things that work. And Red has a support staff that you can call when something doesn't work. And if you shoot something to a card and you can't get the data off the card, you can send the card to Red and they will work on trying to get the data off. And all of that's what you're paying for with the markup. So the markup itself is not inherently evil. The markup was kind of large. And now because of Ginny, the markup is smaller. I think it's sort of the natural evolution of the business cycle, but I do think, which is the reason why I made the Ginny story, the last of our all red episode. I do think it's interesting how successfully red has taken the subject off of Ginny mags and Ginny mag pricing and onto uh Komodo sensor and the new hydrogen Two. Um, red's good at marketing. And I respect that. I think that's good. Oh, the other thing I didn't mention about the Komodo, it seems like it's going to shoot to see fast cards, which is kind of exciting. Because, again, CFAST cards are like a mass market commodity. You can just go on B&H or Adorama and buy CFAST cards. And there's competition in that space. So Red doing a CFAST thing is super exciting. And there appears to not be an XLR part. So a whole lot of stuff going on there. All right. So that is my full Red episode. I had no Hey Professor questions this week. And it's summer. So I haven't even gotten any questions from my actual students this week. So we're going to skip Hey Professor and call this an entirely Red-based episode. Of the week in film tech. Uh, be sure to hit me up. I'm on Instagram at onrecke, O N R E K K E, on Instagram at Charles Hain on Twitter. You can ask me questions there. Go to weekinfilmtech.com and there'll be links to like wherever you want to subscribe to this, or you can sign up to our email list where I will send out an email every week with like links to stories and the Ginny Tech video and whatnot. So that is the all red episode of the week in film tech. This is Charles Hain, and I will see you guys next week.